This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. You know, nothing beats live, in-person industry events. You know, there's a power in the collaborative minds from around the country in one room. From the Aftermarket Radio Network, it's Carm Capriato advancing the aftermarket for you. And the podcast attended the 2022 Elite Invitational in San Diego, and we recorded some incredible stories with essential aftermarket voices. You've probably heard them by now. At the end of the conference, I had this idea to grab Jim Murphy, Gene Marill, and Joe Marconi for a recap of the event and their perspectives on the industry. Keep listening. You'll have the best seat in the house right next to these three aftermarket icons. Hey, thanks to our partner, Napa. Since its relaunch in 2020, the Napa Auto Care member site has continued to evolve to keep members updated on all the Napa programs, promotions, benefits, and other information available to help their business thrive. If you are a Napa Auto Care member, visit member.napaautocare.com to access the member portal. Now, not a Napa Auto Care Center? Contact your servicing Napa Auto Parts store to learn more about how you can join the Napa family. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Uh, I'm in San Diego doing this episode in my gorgeous hotel room studio, part of the Elite Invitational, invited down here from Bob Cooper and the team. And it's at the end of the day. The conference is over. And I was able to amass Jim Murphy from Pro Service. Jim, hey. How's it going? Jim did an interview with me years and years and years ago before I really knew anything about Elite and Pro Service. When you were young and cute. Yeah. 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 You know what happens when you age a few years? I understand. So thanks for being here, Jim. Uh, Gene Murrell, Certified Automotive, Glendora, California. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me. And an elite coach. Absolutely. And sitting here to my left, your right, is Joe Marconi. How you doing, Carl? Good man. Great uh, to be here. Yeah, really thank, it is for me, too. Joe uh, Oceala Garage came on and did a couple of interviews with me in the early days. Has done some recent stuff to some Town Hall Academies. Recently sold your business. Yeah, big deal. And yeah. here's the big deal. He's still working his butt oh, yeah. <laughs> I think more than ever, just about now, really. I've asked people, what are you going to do when you sell your business? Nothing. Here's guys that uh, are out of their business. Uh, Kevin bought you. Yeah. Did, yeah. You own Chopped, right? Oh, yeah. So everybody's finding a way to give back yeah. and help other people. And it's probably you know easy to work for Cooper. He's an inspiring guy. He wants you to do a lot for him, right? Well, Bob makes it easy because Bob, he doesn't tell you what to do, but he guides you in a way where you know what to do. You get inspired if that, by if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's almost yeah. like you, he doesn't dig the path. He shows you it. He shows you the path. He lets you run your own game, but he's there guiding you every single step of the way. So it's amazing. It really is. How many people know you? I mean, leading uh, the Eagles <sighs> class. You know, it's amazing. Everywhere I go, it's like, uh, because I write for Ratchet and Ratchet. Yes, too, you do. And, yeah. uh, people come that up makes him a rock star. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And they just come up to me. And it's, it's amazing. I never thought that. Well, it's a great in- industry and yeah. great people. And yeah, it's just, it's just amazing. Well, you're sharing your great experience. I saw you make a presentation today. Yeah. And uh, I was inspired. Took a lot of notes. Thank you. Took a lot. Of, I got a lot of yeah. show ideas. Yeah. Uh, you guys may be called again. Sounds good. What was the big takeaways here, Jim? I think that uh, at the end of the day, Ritz Carlton did a fantastic job of making a presentation and really enlightening everyone about customer experience. We all think that we do a fantastic job in the way that we coach our businesses. And I, as I look doing host shop reviews and I see the results of all the information that they 
take away from events like this, but truly the Ritz, this is the second time I've had somebody from the Ritz Carlton that has presented to us. Those takeaways to me are a step above again, just because it's the Ritz, right? I mean, very few of us have had the opportunity. I've never stayed at a Ritz, but I've certainly had buddies that have, and the experiences are outstanding, right? So it's not just about a hotel room or the bar. It's about this whole experience that they provide. And so, you know, having that in our frontal lobes in this event, I think was pretty outstanding. You know what I find amazing, guys? The Ritz knows what they have. They know what they do. There's nothing better, higher that they reach for. And they've got this guy in this part of their company and they go out and teach people. Mm. They realize that people Mm. need to hear it. No one's ever going to catch them. It seems to me, but the inspiration that I got, I took probably the most notes off of the Ritz presentation. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And for anyone that was here that's going to aspire themselves to that new level, you have to take one or two things. They're going to have a much better company. Again, it goes back to that whole customer experience. I love hearing those stories about how they've made people's day. I heard one story. Now, I think it was the Ritz where the left the teddy bear back. You probably yeah, we talked about that earlier. Yeah, it was you, Jim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great story about the teddy bear and a great story with the other one that they that he gave was uh, remind me. What was the it? Water. Huh? The water. Oh, the water. Yeah, the, the water. Thanks. Thanks, Tracy. Tracy's you're taking notes. We ran out of microphones, but if not, she would have been with us. Gene, your big takeaway. I just think whenever Elite Worldwide puts on an event, it's the Bob Cooper experience. Absolutely. Just a presence, what he puts out there, his ethics, his everything about the event is just makes you a better person. Seeing a lot of young people today or over the last couple of days, more young people than I've ever seen, yeah. having people outside of Elite coming in and being able to talk to those uh, members of the automotive community from Jasper and uh, yeah, Mitchell, yeah. super exciting. Just the whole family of elite is just unbreakable. Yeah. It, it is truly this, amazing. There's this hair color thing that is going on with me since you and I are pretty much yeah, the same color. Yeah. You're getting there. And you have your hair colored? No, I mine all <laughs> jump ship before they turn gray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and to your point about young, yeah. it's great looking around the room. Yeah. Yeah, obviously you can tell the young people, but you, you know, you look for the dark hairs and you count and you find out that probably half of this group were young people. And I met, did interviews here and found people that hired the coach and then got into business and they were in for a few years and, and got a coach. And everyone I've ever interviewed that is at the top of their game, I don't care if they're the one percenters or the top 20, they credit themselves by getting out of their own way, yeah. figuring out what was wrong, listening to an accountability partner and getting it done. Five, 10, yeah. 15. I've known Bob Cooper for 30 years back before he started all this stuff that he has. And, and it's just amazing to see what he's put together and just the inspiration that he provides to me makes you want to go back and be a better person, be a better shop owner, re-energizes you. And I just can't wait for the next one. Yeah. It's Carm here talking to you about what the Napa Auto Care Center program can do for your business. You probably already know the Napa brand is the most recognized and trusted name in the automotive aftermarket industry. In fact, studies show that nearly 95% of consumers recognize Napa and associate it with quality parts, service, and technical expertise. So why not complete a pro-image upgrade and take advantage of that? ProImage is a co-branding program for the exterior and interior of your shop. On the outside, it includes the Napa colors and distinctive Napa signage. 
While the public may know you as a reliable locally owned business, a ProImage upgrade helps set your shop apart from the competition even further. It's also a visual signal to customers and potential customers that you and Napa are partners. Most importantly, Pro Image really works. This co-branding opportunity has helped Napa Auto Care Centers across the country increase their car counts and sales. In fact, those that have completed a Pro Image project enjoy an average 23% sales increase during the first year. Pro Image upgrades are also available for the interior of your shop. A Pro Image interior upgrade transforms your customer waiting area from merely utilitarian to warm and welcoming. The goal is to maintain your shop's independent identity while enhancing the customer's experience. You can get a free look at what a Pro Image exterior or interior upgrade could look like by visiting the Napa Auto Care members site and clicking on the Pro Image link under the Napa Pro Image tab. Or contact your local Napa Auto Parts store. Your servicing Napa store can tell you more about Pro Image, plus the hundreds of other reasons to become part of the Napa Auto Care family, the largest network of independent automotive repair shops in the country. Let's talk about gravy. Yeah. Okay. okay. Grandma, grandma made gravy every, you know, every Sunday we ate spaghetti, what, oh, two, yeah. three times we a week. Oh, yeah. Right? And the sauce mm-hmm. would cook and oh, it would yeah. cook and it oh, would yeah. distill down. That's right. Right? And that's what you talked about. How do, yeah. you, how do you take this customer list that's way up here, you know, say you got a couple thousand, maybe a thousand per pay, who knows what's in your database, yeah. and to find less than 200 that matter? That's true. You know, when you look at your database and you look at your community, you see these masses of people that you believe can become your customer, you know, and you say to yourself, why not? If I deliver that experience, then why can't everyone in my community become my customer? But the reality is that you have to break it down to who is your true ideal customer. And you're going to realize that not everyone can become your customer. And not everyone you may want as your customer for a variety of reasons. So looking at your true profile customer, which is a small part of your business, really will propel that business into a different dimension. Your customer base kept you busy, but maybe not as profitable as you'd like. Well, that's what it is. And like I said in the presentation that, you know, 80% of your revenue and profits and sales probably come from about 20% of your customer base. And the 20% of your customer base those are the people that you need to um, pay attention to. If you get a chance to see Joe's presentation, I'm sure you've been writing articles on this. Oh, yeah. Brilliant yeah. stuff. And it's common sense. It was, it's like right there. Yeah. All you have to do is stop and find the time to listen to these core principles and start applying them. Right, Jim? Sure. I would agree. What's interesting, if we look at trying to understand our database, I really appreciated what the customer panel brought to a lot of the discussions, right? And one of my simple takeaways from that panel discussion was such that every one of the panel, didn't matter about age, all referred to what we in the industry are really gravitating towards and talking about technicians, right? But every one of them all gave reference to mechanics. And so that was an amazing epiphany to me that you think, I think that all of my customers are going to refer to them as technicians as well. So all this effort that we're putting into keyword searches and, you know, with the SEO and that type of thing. And, and we're, we're so focused as an industry of elevating our staff to certain terminology. And yet our customer base don't view them that way. Right. And so, so I think that we need to be smarter about how we are trying to attract new customers and how we reference our, our technicians in their minds, they truly are mechanics. And so maybe we're missing the boat. Maybe we're trying to 
take the word tissue and turn it into Kleenex, right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, I think that we've got to pay attention more to what are they referencing as opposed to trying to change their mindset. Well, it's their point of view that really matters. And that's it. We can call ourselves anything we want, but if the people still use this term of automotive tech, automotive mechanic, then we have to recognize that and not be too upset about it either, Jim. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. East Coast terms like a garage. Yeah. That's, that's normal. It's a perfectly garage. Acceptable. It's a garage. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I think that was good. Yeah. I heard the words tech floated around a lot instead of yeah. the technician. technician I yeah. heard tech. Yeah. And I said, okay, well, there's the shortcut of the word technician. What I heard from the customers was convenience. I also heard that they didn't know a whole lot about us. And then I was sitting in, in the back of the room writing down, it's a shame that we haven't done a better job explaining to these dealer loyal people that we can do almost, we may even hold a better relationship than they currently have. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, that was surprising when all the stats point to it that we still capture the aftermarket, about 70% of the trade. Yeah. So that was surprising to hear so many people that that have become loyal to the dealerships. Have they been brainwashed? In a way, I agree with maybe. Don't forget, when cars started to become part of, you know, when the service department at the dealership started to become part of their revenue stream, the dealers recognized that probably more cars are sold through the service department than they're sold through the sales department because if they can capture the customer through service, they're going to stand a much better chance of selling those cars in the future. I think that's something that a good dealerships have done very well in the past, I would say, 15, 20 years. And they're still coming strong after us. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And uh, really brilliant that, you know, Bob brought these. In fact, I don't think Bob knew them. I mean, I think he just basically recruited them, interviewed them and said, hey, they may be great to help the audience or his clients. You didn't have to be an elite client to be here. I mean, which I thought was so cool. I I think that was the amazing takeaway was you had pro service and the lead coaching, the part of the business that came together for the first time. Right, Jim? It is the first time. First time you ever had. And I think that alone was monumental. Pro service and the elite coaching, you know, staff, that's they do two different things. And but to bring them both together in the same room and then invite non-clients and to your point, I think Gene said it, or you said, you called that some of these sharp young people in, in that attended this uh, invitational, it gives you hope that in spite of what you may hear, you got a lot of smart people out there. You really do. And to me, because some of the older shop owners may get frustrated at the industry, but I tell you, you, you get rejuvenated when you see this. I wrote the word sophistication. I was so impressed with the guys yeah. that are growing. I was so impressed in just talking at lunch and at breakfast and in these side conversations with shop owners that probably never thought in their life that they would be at an event like this talking about leadership, talking about marketing. It's like pinch yourself. You're now in a sophisticated level. I don't think people look at this industry as a sophisticated industry, which is a shame, but it needs to be sophisticated in order to run, attract great talent and customers. You proved it by analyzing the customer. We've heard more and more about the challenge of hiring quality technicians. It goes back to hiring for aptitude, hiring for attitude, and then get them involved in the culture of your business. Ooh, culture. Yeah. You got to step to the plate. You got to step up and let's go to pro service, Jim. I remember we did a great episode at Brian Weeks's place while you guys were there visiting. 
I was just so damn inspired. I knew of what you guys did, but I didn't know of what you guys did in the kind of detail. Craig Noel just, you know, kind of helped me understand it. And there's so many incredible people. Beachler, you know, we got a tour of his place. I saw the systems and how proud he is. And he, oh my God, you're going to come to my place in the, in the fall. And it seems to be the strongest peer pressure network. And I don't mean the word pressure bad. Mm -hmm. Okay. I I mean, it. but accountability. Yeah. In a good way. Mm -hmm. So we started pro service in 2008 and it was a a brainchild that I put together, brought the idea to Bob Cooper and we made it blossom. And the really cool thing about it is it's not coaching. No, if I was taking on the role of coaching on a consistent basis, 90 clients, that's an impossibility. No, so no, I can't do it. You know, so that's where I spend my time in addition to, managing meetings, either online or physically on location, things of that nature. So that's where I find I use my talents for certain specific things that they need. But I know everybody in the system so well that I know where their strengths and weaknesses are. So if, for example, Carm comes to me and says, I'm really looking at wanting to start to gravitate maybe my next shop towards Euro. Can you direct me to who are the individuals that are really strong in that area? I can immediately do that. I'm planning on uh, working on succession planning for my son. He's going to be eventually taking over the business. And certainly I have a lot of resource to be able to help with that. But there's nothing better than having individuals that are already ahead of the on the trail in front of them and be able to look at saying, hey, why don't you talk to Bob or to Mike or whomever that's already down that trail And they can guide you even better than I can because they already know the path, right? So that's what's helpful. And when Jim gives that recommendation, it's not like getting it off of Facebook. True. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the other interesting thing, Carm. And I think that a lot of people miss that. I think the coaching program is extremely valuable on a one-on-one basis for giving individuals some accountability that's very, very consistent. What I find happens so often is that I'll have clients that will join pro service and they said, you know, I've found information that was helpful either on YouTube or maybe some other sources. But what's really helpful is the implementation. You can acquire knowledge all you want, but at the end of the day, if you really want to be effective, then learning how to implement whatever you've learned quickly so that it benefits your business in a, in a rapid fashion That's what we're really about is is taking that knowledge that you might acquire because we can get knowledge anywhere. We're flooded with it. It's all over the marketplace. You can find knowledge everywhere, right? But it's the implementation and how quickly you can get it assimilated into your business. That's what's important. Implementation. Who, when, what? I mean, it's not like, oh, we're going to do this. And Jim says, okay, by what day? And who's going to do it? Yeah. And I think that the typical shop owner today, especially the youngest shop owners, they're more willing to listen to Jim's point about how to do it, how to achieve this, whatever that project may be. Back when I started, you know, I was a typical technician or auto mechanic back then turned shop owner. And that kind of held you back. You had this notion that you didn't ask for help. You You had to do it by yourself. And that caused the problem. But people today, especially the people in the rooms yesterday and today, they're a different breed. Mm -hmm. And did you notice one thing that there wasn't any gripe session? Everything was positive, was upbeat. It was just amazing coming together of of so many great shop owners. It really, I'm telling you, it was an amazing event. It really was. So now clientele is getting younger and younger, right? It is. But what I've find exciting for me is that many of them are 
have a higher level of education than the boomer population that I started out with 23 years ago in coaching, right? So at the end of the day, I find it really exciting because we're not going through simple business acume that I may have um, started with many, many years ago. These guys and gals are sharp and they have that background to understand business application. So now it's just a matter of, I would agree. of, of saying, okay, so here's what we need to look at industry specific or business specific and get those types of ideas implemented in a rapid fashion. They can capture that very quickly in their minds and work through that application. But it's some of the path of, okay, I understand conceptually how this is supposed to work, but when it, wheels hit the road, how's it supposed to be implemented? And that's where, yeah. you know, we as a group really strive to make it much better and much more effective for them yeah. in growing their businesses. Well, just the fact that they're reaching out. I mean, these events like this, and there are other events also that bring these shop owners together, but the fact that they're reaching out, they're looking for training, they're looking for management training, they're looking for coaching, they're looking to you know, further themselves is a testimonial to their desire to be better and ask for help. That's a big step in the right direction. It's got to be fun working with the younger people. Oh, it is. Oh, my God. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was going to say, 10 years ago, we all had the shop owner tunnel vision, I call it, to where we're right, you're wrong. We're going to do it our way, no matter how much coaching. My way or the highway. Exactly. And that mentality over the past 10 years has just gone out the window. Yep. And a perfect example is I wrote Cooper the question to ask about the tattoos. I had a guy kept, he applied, applied, applied. I would not hire him because he had tattoos on his neck and his arms. And I just would not do it because of Gene's tunnel vision. And that panel said it didn't matter. I interviewed my customers. They said it didn't matter. So now he's working for me. And it's just unbelievable that the demographic change of customers of everything, but the shop owners stay in that negative mindset because that's what they learned and taught. And the educated young people now are kicking my butt and it's really fun to hang with them and learn from them. It'll keep you young. Oh, absolutely. You just got to dye your hair. (laughs) Then I, then I wouldn't be identified as an old guy. But let me, to Gene's credit, you know, having coached Gene in his business for a number of years, one thing that Gene has a very good strength as is, is that he'll take ideas. He, he will go out and grab ideas from different sources and he's very good at development. And so from a standpoint of him being a coach, if you need something that is a process or a type of document, his detail is very, very Man, it's a, there's just so much. Every time Anal. he writes a doc, well, maybe, <laughs> but nonetheless, is that we've talked about again when you go back to the Ritz, right? Is that people need a true understanding of what their responsibilities are and what the level of expectations are, right? And so those do need to be detailed in order to bring clarity and have those individuals understand what your expectations are. And so by having those detailed documents are a valuable resource. And so that's what I think Gene really has shined amongst a lot of different people that I've coached in being able to do that. Thank you. But are you talking about building SOPs and processes? Is that what you mean? That and along with other things, job descriptions, SOPs and processes, you know, just building documentation as to how his marketing plan is going to look, or maybe he's set it up for how his uh, apprentice program may look or whatever it might be. 
Um, Gene has been very, very good at developing documentation. I mean, I utilize it within ProService to this day. Do you, but but do the you, overkill, sometimes you get so detailed and so big that the younger generation needs that. I think Kevin said it is the smaller bullet point yeah, yeah. and, and less that's okay. Yeah. So you redline it. Redline yeah, that, that, what's not going to be effective for you. I can drop. That's what's really great about being involved with ProService is the collaboration. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've got all these different people that have, produced all these different documents and processes and whatever it might be, I can get specific as to what you need, drop it in your lap, and then make it your own. Yeah. You're okay with our ripoff and uh, duplicate? R&D, baby. Yeah, you are? Okay, cool. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it goes back to that bullet point thing. I believe that people looking, uh, shop owners looking at that they've got to write the Bible is the wrong thing. No. Because you don't want to handcuff an employee. You don't want to just tell them, this is the way to do it. Read these scripts and read. Mm -hmm. Rich Colton brought it out. You want them to understand the reasons why, understand the process, but they have to be allowed to be their own person. They have to be allowed to spread their wings. If not, because if you do handcuff them and you tell them how to do exactly everything my way, then you miss the element of of them bringing their little spin on it, their innovative type thinking that can be detrimental to the business yeah back again to the empowerment yeah. right i'm a little worried about something i said 10 minutes ago the, the word sophisticated and i keep thinking about someone who was listening to that and says oh, i'm not sophisticated i can't keep listening to this or i'm not it's not in my dna wait gene you're not sophisticated are you not that i knew last well, me, me either uh, well, that's why he was invited here, by the way. My I, wife would say something different. To us. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I was thinking of it because I'm not sophisticated. I'm afraid. I'm scared to want to even get into the depths of this thing. So I'm going to stay with my hobby. Well, back to Jim's point, because I make a point to meet different people throughout the lunches and breakfasts. And it's amazing to me that the older generation barely made it out of high school. None of us really have any kind of a college degree. If we do, it's maybe a community college degree, whereas these younger people coming up now, they've got college education. Like Jim was Mm -hmm. saying, they're more they are more sophisticated and have a lot more knowledge and business sense than we ever did. And like Thomas and Valerie coming out of the clothing industry and just these people, I mean, they're turning something that, well, you used to have to be a mechanic to be an auto shop owner. Not true. Not true at all. I think COVID, believe it or not, helped with that because we were essential. We stayed open and many shops were very successful during that period. And the financial institutions, the banks, they looked at that and said, whoa, what is this? This is not just a person in the back uh, as a shade tree mechanic. This is a true business, something that we can invest in. So, and that is because of the type of shop owner that exists today that really didn't exist years ago. So Thomas and Valerie, yes. when I come into events like this and I meet people that listen to the show for you know a long time and it just does my heart so good. And they said that they took me on their honeymoon with them. I was blown away. <laughs> He's, we listened to your shows on our honeymoon. <laughs> well, the reason Thomas and Valerie, according to them, went from clothing industry to auto repair was because they listened to Carm's show. And then Carm had mentioned Elite. So now they're part of Elite. So it's an ever-growing gobstopper. I mean, that well, things embarrass Carm, all right? Because Carm probably like, like Bob Cooper. You can't really say a lot of nice things. But Carm, let me tell you something. What you've done. And you've heard this before by other podcasts. I know I listen to just about every single one you do. What you've done in the past, what is it, 10 years now? Seven. Seven years now? It's just amazing. It really is. I mean, before that, I mean, you really managed to bring these shop owners together. 
I mean, whatever I'm in the car, it's thank you. Your podcast. So you've done a lot. You really done a mm. lot, and you brought a lot of different dimensions, and you brought a lot of hope and a lot of uh, just the newness of it every single time you do a podcast. I, I think we inspire people. You, you know, one of the things that I do, and, and someone asked me this recently. So when you interview, how do you balance the questions and the and the participation from your guest and trying to create? What are you trying to create? And I said, I'm always trying to create the listening experience. Every four or five seconds, what's going on in my head is, how's my listener accepting what Jim is saying, what Gene is saying, what Joe is saying? And have to look at perspectives. What are you saying? What are we trying to accomplish? What's the listener getting? And that's the part I think I was almost born to do. Mm-hmm. Amazing. It just totally. What the amazing thing for me, the Elite Inventational was to see Bob Cooper and Elite, like we were talking about, open up because it used to be pro service only. This only no, nobody, unless you're part of the program could come to one of their big events like this and to see Bob open up to other folks and partner with Jasper and Mitchell and the young people. Like I said earlier, I met from these places is just amazing. And to see uh, there's many, many companies out there you can, you know, get training from, but to see the passion of Bob Cooper. It's just if you've never seen it, you owe it to yourself to come to a conference or to meet Bob because it just oozes out of the man. <laughs> Do you know what I love about I, mean, I love the last hour and a half he spent yep. with the group. And it's a Cooper rant, plain and simple. I yep. mean, he no script, a couple of bullet points, and he goes on. And you can't stop watching, listening, being inspired, taking notes, yeah. because there isn't anything Bob says that isn't if you will, right. I know Bob a long time too, since the mid nineties. And that's the person he's always been. Mm -hmm. And we have meetings together. I mean, once a week we have a zoom meeting together and that's Bob Cooper. Whatever you see, he walks the walk and he talks the talk. He really does. does. So we did an interview at vision this year with Bob and first Tracy was there first time she met Bob and, and he was on. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. is he not right yeah he's so- he was on and when we were i don't know if it was in the beginning or we were all done but i said my god i'm sorry it's taken me this long to realize you are paul harvey <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah. yep, his, you're right. his mannerisms yeah. his discussions yeah his yeah. tone of voice yeah, yeah. And, and so yeah. For, for many of the young people paul harvey, paul harvey yeah yeah he, yeah he had a show called yeah. um the rest of the story think, yeah right yeah that's right the rest of the this story this is the rest of the story this yeah. is the rest of the story yeah. he tell you this there's copycats going on right now yeah. w- with that same theory but you're learning about this individual and you're trying to guess who it is and at the end of the five minutes he tells you who it is and sometimes you're just like can't be you know it's amazing and i think that's kind of like a lot about bob's storyline thank you guys so much for you know investing the time here uh, gene what's your big takeaway what are you going to tell your clients i'm going to tell my clients to always keep moving forward be inspired try and get as much knowledge as they can visit a bob cooper seminar or webinar or anything just to get that knowledge that he has for me going back to my shop it's just a rejuvenation that's always reignites and rejuvenates everything in me about, man, I could be doing this better. Yeah. And Bob just puts that gene. You can do things better right here in your head, you know, and that's what I want to do. I want to be better. I want to, you know, treat my staff better. I want to make sure I thank my staff like and be appreciative of what I have. And Bob Cooper really instills that in me. Will you go back to your team and say, pick one thing that we're doing. Let's tear it apart and see if we can do it better. 
absolutely. And how can you not, after hearing Bob talk for the last hour, how can you not go back to your shop or your business or whatever you're doing and just not be excited? What's your next big article going to be on, bud? Oh, you put me in the spot here. <laughs> no, that's okay. I don't mean to do yeah. that. I don't know. They come to me in um, sometimes in the middle of the night, and yeah. I write, so I don't really know. I think you're a lot like me. Yeah. I got a pad of paper near, yeah. near the chair when I'm watching anything on TV. I type things into my phone when I'm out and I'm inspired by something because everything I look at and I yeah. see kind of reminds me of an episode or something we should talk about. You're probably always on. You have to be. You know, when you're a writer, you have sometimes you, you write a whole entire article and you spend hours on it and you look at it and you rip it up. That's not good, you know? So, and sometimes I'll write something and uh, I put it away for a couple of days and come back to it, then rewrite it. But the topic sometimes, I'll be honest with you, Carm, they, when it comes to me, it could be on the plane going home. And I could sometimes get up at two in the morning and just start pecking away at the um, yeah. laptop. So yeah, I, I don't know. To be honest with you, I wish I had a better answer for but you. But the two <laughs> o'clock in the morning thing. Yeah. Damn, I can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You should have seen everybody's face here yeah. in, the, in the hotel yeah. room. You got the last word, Jim. I think we have to really be focused on our employees. I mean, at the end of the day, they are our greatest asset. And I think that the more that we can do to empower them to make the customer experience absolutely phenomenal, the better. I don't care if it's a situation of looking at giving them an individual budget um, that they'll be able to spend freely in order to be able to satisfy the customer. I think that it's looking for the opportunities, maybe brainstorming with the team as to what do those opportunities look like. I think that that's going to be extremely important and we'll probably drill down more into the group about all of that. But I think that um, going forward, we all know the environment that we have at the moment for being able to acquire good employees but I think that we also have a deep sense of responsibility in how we're, we're working to develop them and give them the latitude to be great at what they do. Thank you for that inspiration. You mentioned Ritz. And my thought would be is anyone who was here or anyone that has taken any kind of Ritz course, I'm sure they probably are online somewhere. Go back and challenge the team. Tell them the Ritz story. Hold it for a day or two and then go back to them and say, I want one idea that we can beat better than ourselves, not better than the shop down the road, not better than the dealer, but better than ourselves. Mm -hmm. What kind of customer experience can we give based on the Ritz principles? Love that idea. I agree. Oh, cool. I agree. I'm inspired. Jim Murphy, Pro Service, Gene Murrell, Certified Automotive, Glendora, California, Elite Coach. And uh, these recently retired, but you're not. Uh, Joe Marconi, you're going to do the keynote at Ratchet & Wrench right yes, here? Yes, I am. And you're writing for them. Yep, and of course, boy. you work more than full-time here at Elite, don't you? I do now. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Did you hear that? Bob Very has good. his way. Great. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for being here. You're welcome. Yeah, Our you're pleasure. Welcome. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time...